The good life is a process, not a state of being. It's a direction, not a destination. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome or welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, Refreshingly Idiotic. I'm your host, Hannah, and today I'm joined by my best friend, Sejal. Hey! Do you want to introduce yourself? Okay, so... Oh, okay, wait. Before you introduce yourself, since I am your child, because you adopted me, I'm going to introduce you. So... Okay. She became my mother three years ago when we were at the mall on December 27, 2019, which she oddly, like, specifically remembered. But, like, that's fine. We're not going to question that. So she is the coolest, most amazing musician who is always done with her music assignments. She never wants to do them. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're too advanced for my small brain. And she is my biggest hype woman and the prettiest lady I know. Okay, now you can introduce yourself. Hi guys, my name is Sejal and I'm Hannah's best friend. That's that's it. That's all they have to know. Are you sure? Um, Also, fun fact, Mm -hmm. the music that you hear in this podcast, I actually made it, so. So let's like cut to rolling the intro music. So you know the time that we met and you... So there was this lovely November day when I was in grade 9. And And I I was in 11. Yeah, and she was like a thousand years old. Uh, And so basically I walked in to go to choir practice, which I had been doing for like on and off like since September. And we had like this huge crowd of people. And all of a sudden, there's three people in the room. You guys all said you were a rock band. And I was there for choir. And apparently I tripped, but I do not remember tripping. You did, though. But, like, do you have proof? In my brain, yeah. Okay, also, we are now going to roll a clip of Sejal's brain, because that's the only place she has proof. And note, she has short-term memory loss. You did not have to call me out like that. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. But I've been I've been trying to prepare you. Okay, so so we met through choir, mm-hmm. but we weren't really friends. Yeah, then- like we, you were sitting beside me, but we never really talked. You were on, like, the right side of me, and we did not talk at all. Yeah, but there were only, like, four of us. (laughs) Yeah. But I talked to the other two more than I talked to you, so. Yeah, that's because they were all in grade 11. And I'm just, like, that child in the group. (laughs) The child. So, like, yeah, I'm in grade 9, and the other two kids, and I don't know about you, but they thought I was a grade 11 transfer student. Oh, you look like a child. Because I've asked the other two people. What was your first impression of me? Of you, that you were very clumsy because you fell at the door. But I did not. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Guys, she did fall. Just saying. That was your first impression of me. No, that and you were very hyper. You know, like a child. Very hyper. I was wearing ripped jeans, high heels, and a leather jacket. Yet I was mm-hmm. hyper and I didn't speak at all. Like I asked if this was choir practice and they said no and I walked out. That's what I remember. Yeah, I remember and that too. I was a hyper child. So there we have it. On that note, I think we should start getting into the question of the episode. Now, mm-hmm. Sejal, I have a question for you. Whenever she t- asks, like says that question to me, 
I get traumatized. Like I literally get chills hearing that those words come out of her mouth. But I promise this question won't be as stressful. <laughs> okay. Why does the earth spin? Oh. Okay, okay, never mind. I hope you heard like the pen just like slam on the desk because dramatic effects. Yeah, she said that bef- before this conversation started, she said that she would start crying if I asked her any questions like that. So I had to test her and see if she would actually cry if she was lying to me. Okay, so the actual question for the episode that I picked out was what's one thing that you can't live without? Do you want to get started? Um, One thing I can't live without is my phone because I don't like talking to people. And so I feel like in those situations where there are a lot of people surrounding, I can just pull out my phone and ignore those around me. On that note, I think mine would probably have to be my headphones. Literally for the exact same reason. <laughs> when I am like in a crowded place and I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, and I can just get my headphones and I don't have to listen to anybody. But like, and I like I don't also have to walk away because like I'm just in my zone then. Mm-hmm. Like it's on my phone, I can like try, but like I'll still hear everybody and I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's so, like, true. Any source of music. On the note of having like different answers for the same reasons, let's get into today's episode, which is all about BPD. And obviously you're not going to explain what that means, but in case you guys didn't know, it's borderline personality disorder. So I could have been about to explain it. So the definition is a personality disorder that affects your sensitivity to the world around you. So most people, Sejal included, thought that borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder were the exact same thing, but they are not because borderline personality disorder is personality disorder and bipolar disorder is a mood disorder. And if you want to listen more about that, go to like three episodes back, I believe, and you'll be at bipolar disorder. But now that I've made Sejal do the research, see what the difference is. Do you want to go ahead and explain what the difference is between the two? Putting me under the bus there. I really appreciate it. Anyways, so the difference between mood disorder and personality disorder is that mood disorder is less long intense episodes of depression and hysteria personality disorder affects your personality and its entirety with a pattern of symptoms there's three main different categories clusters a b and c so a person that is in the cluster a category might be suspicious of others more distant and they might have stranger behaviors that you might not be able to understand cluster b so if you had borderline personality disorder this is the cluster you're most likely in this is also probably the cluster that sagelism so this is oh, the one- i feel so attacked that's the point so this is the one with like unstable emotions and moods you might be more driven to success and be manipulative not that sagel is like that but like the other the other ones and you might care less about different things and you probably have constant mood swings i guess that's me maybe we should change the cluster name cluster sagel uh, i'm gonna actually start crying Please don't cry. Anyways, the last cluster, cluster C, is the one that I originally thought I fell into, but the more I researched into it, I didn't. But this is the one with like, where people are constantly in fear or in states of anxiety. So they might be clingy, they might be very dependent or afraid, they might have low self-esteem, high stress level. Now that we know the difference between a personality disorder and a mood disorder, let's get into the different types of borderline personality disorder. There's four different types, discouraging borderline, impulsive borderline, petulative borderline, and self-destructive borderline. So, Joel, do you, you want to get us started with destructive borderline personality disorder? 
Okay, so a person with discouraged borderline might look a bit like someone with dependent. The next type is impulsive borderline disorder. So this one is where people that with this disorder are more prone to risky behaviors and they might be doing more risky things that are life-threatening, for example. And they're, they're probably more attention-seeking or they want acceptance from others. Okay, so the next one is petulant borderline which is also sometimes referred to as the angry subtype. And those who suffer from it can waffle between feeling unworthy and explosive anger, and they can be fearful, anxious, possessive, controlling, and also jealous. The final type is self-destructive borderline personality disorder, which is, again, people who want to engage in more risky behaviors, not because they want the attention, but because they don't care at all so like they just they just want to do something that'll make them feel let's get into how you might be more prone to it so risks and main causes so with genetics it can be passed down by family members just how your brain works or it can also be caused by hormonal imbalance for environmental it'll definitely be more social so the way people are acting around you if there's a lot of personality switches, maybe that'll translate into your personality. And it can be any family history, traumatic events, or instability in the things that you absolutely need to survive. So any basic needs or living situation. Now that we know if you're going to be more prone, let's talk about signs and symptoms. I have seven of them, but there are also so many more. And if you're matching up with a lot of them, I would just go to your doctor and see if you need to get diagnosed. We're not trying to diagnose you over here. The first main symptom is fear of abandonment so maybe you're a lot more clingy or you never want to be alone like you have an intense anxiety about being alone the second one is unstable relationship which is intense but short relationship and there is no middle ground so like our relationship where we went to like not being friends to all of a sudden being best friends that was weird yeah like the more i think about it there was no middle ground with us like at all the next one is ever-changing self-esteem so sometimes you feel like you're on top of the world and like you're the best person in the world and then sometimes all of a sudden you're just done you don't think you like you're good enough at all like maybe you want to die the next one is extreme mood swings which is many highs and lows on a daily basis some tips to cope with bpd are to break down how you're feeling journal it record it look at patterns and when feeling disconnected or lost stimulate more than one sense at once for example food tasting which is smell, taste, touch. Start to face triggers and control reactions. Find different coping mechanisms. Last but definitely not least, there's treatments. So there is cognitive behavioral therapy, which I've talked about before, which is just talk therapy. And then the other main one is dialect behavior therapy or DBT, which is where you're understanding experiences and how it can be opposed to like the other side of things. You can be introduced to new skills and tools that will help you cope. And lastly, you need to stick to it for a long period of time. So I would say about a year so that it'll help reduce your symptoms and likeliness of getting more mental illnesses. I think that just about wraps up today's episode. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. It was so much fun. And by the way, ironically, this episode goes up on May 9th, which is Mother's Day. (gasps) Where's my gift? Flowers are in the mail. Okay, bye guys. Bye.